Hello there, friends, and welcome back to Sad PP, the South American Dota Pro podcast. Today, we've got a good one. We're going to have a live interview here with Thunder Predators, position four player. Just got back from the major, and he's going to talk to us a little bit about that experience today. Of course, it is Moose. Thank you for joining us, my friend. How are you? I'm pretty good. Awesome. Still just luck, but... Yeah? <laughs> Slowly recovering. I feel it. Uh, and Bowie, of course, welcome back as well, my friend. How are hey. you doing? Post-major, Thunder Predator, top six at the major. We did a podcast kind of partway through covering uh, the group stage. Pretty optimistic about the uh, playoffs, and Thunder Predator made the run that we hoped they would. Yeah, dude, I'm still fixing my schedule from those games because uh, I was watching them every single time. The games are so good, but it took me a while to recover, too, so uh getting ready for the major just like moose yeah absolutely um so moose first up how was the major man what was it like uh how was the travel how long did it take you were you guys jet lagged still when you had to play your games uh it was like 30 hours to travel there so uh, it was pretty rough 30. it's always rough to travel like to china if you're from south america or to that part of the world uh, the tournament was pretty pretty good. It was exciting for me, like coming back like after uh, almost one year to Alang. I was mm. pretty excited. And all my all my team was excited to play, and we we all felt the motivation. Yeah. What was your last land before this one? I don't remember the day, but I, but I think it's like uh, it was like two weeks before the coronavirus, I believe. Oh. Okay, so like a okay. year and a half ago, something like that. That must have been right before lockdown. So it was a Peruvian land. No, no, no. It was. Uh, it was. I think it was the Singapore. Uh, one Singapore. Uh, it wasn't a major. It was just uh, a land. I see. Ah, uh, gotcha. Very cool. Um, so we did some of these questions through Twitch chat. I was live the other day when we were waiting for the patch to count down. So we did a little bit of crowdsourcing. One of the, the most popular questions we got was, please ask him about his hair. Uh, and I guess, uh, I really, why so stylish is the question here, man. How do you pick this specific hairstyle? It's looking great. I love it. And it stands out. Every time I see a team photo, I'm like, yo, that guy's got a good, he's either, he's either doing it right himself or he's got a good hair person. So give us the rub. What's going on? Thank you. I like it because when I was younger, my hair was a mess. Like it was very straight. It literally grew like this, you know, like this. Literally <laughs> like this. So I never could have like a proper haircut or a good hairstyle. So yeah. when, when I bleached my hair, I, I, I said one day, like, I'm going to bleach it. Uh, it made it weaker and easier to comb. So I stayed that way. That's why I like it because I can comb my hair. If I don't bleach it, I cannot, I cannot like do anything <laughs> on my hair. Huh. That's funny. And so how long have you been bleaching it? uh around like two years yeah uh, do you do it yourself or do you do you have like a, a go-to stylist that does it for you uh, it was hard for me to find like a proper barber i had to go like uh for two years to barber from to another barber i i, I found i found my barber and i just go to him because mm. he, he knows nice. my hair and nice yeah good job very good. Very good. That's my least favorite part about changing cities. Like I had a really good hair person in California when I was at Beyond the Summit. Then I moved and didn't have a good hair person in New Jersey. And then it took me years to find a good hair person here in Colorado. And once you find a good one, you got to hang on to it. Man, Bowie's still looking. So one of these days he'll figure it out. <laughs> I don't know. I want to see Bowie with some bleach blonde. I, I think you could pull it off. But now that'd be a hell of a look. The bleach blonde curls. 
Yeah, man. It's just that I already have like thin hair. Like my hair is falling uh, and stuff, so I I get scared. I, okay. I would love to do it, but I get a little scared. Fair enough. Um. All right. Well, since we're talking about style, uh, how about confidence, man? Uh, season one, you guys second place, made it to the major. How confident were you feeling after the league going into this major, uh, and then Beast Coast dropping out? You guys making this great run. How you feeling now? Has there been an adjustment in the confidence? How we feeling? Uh, I think in the season one we were like uh, going from a point to another point that we were growing. Uh, we, we we were kind of shaky in the in the season one, but uh, we took like we took some rest after the season one, and we, we and we came back to scrims before the mayor, and it was kind of surprising to me because like everyone was so motivated and was so on point that we were like another different, we were a different team that we were playing in the season one. And I, cool. and I was like pretty confident that we we're gonna do well in this major because we had these screams and we were playing really well. Mm. Uh, and, I, and I think now these results uh, that we had in the major show that the things we are doing are going in good direction. But overall, we're a pretty much confident team. Of course, our main, main goal is the TI. And we know that all the experience we know we're gonna have until that is gonna be a learning process. And all, and all we achieve in that process is gonna make a strong base to make a strong team for us. Uh -huh. I actually love asking about uh, screams whenever uh, you know anyone from Division One comes. So, like, obviously, you don't have to tell me like the teams that you scream, but do you guys scream any other Division One teams from SA, or you just scream any teams or Division Two teams from SA? How does that uh, work? In SA, teams are kind of selfish to scream because they don't want to oh. like leak their strats. Mm. But we 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 stream uh, sometimes. We, we mostly stream uh, scream uh, any teams a lot. Mm -hmm. And in the in the screens we had before the major, we actually didn't lose any screams. We we played like twenty five games. Wow, damn, that's wild. Do Do you feel like the other teams were prepared for you guys at the major? Like I saw some folks kind of theory crafting that one of the reasons that you you'd done so well in the group stage was that um, you guys might have been lower on the priority list in terms of data and teams preparing for you, and that allowed you some advantages maybe in the drafts where they didn't ban key heroes or maybe underestimated you guys in the lanes. Do you feel like that's true? Like, do you feel like some of the opponents underestimated you guys, or do you feel like you were appropriately estimated and it was just a function of you know maybe you guys playing well or having done your research to be you know? It, it, it's kind of the both. Uh, I think uh, at the beginning they, they didn't like ban our heroes or they, they, they didn't study us at all. Mm -hmm. So we, we got like all the heroes uh -huh. that we wanted and we got away with it. But at the same time, we were playing really well. So so I think like the the first thing that study us and really like punish us in the draft was Team Secret and the first game of uh -huh. the of the upper bracket and it showed it it, it showed that they they like got us in the draft. But after that, like teams tried to do the same that that Team Secret did, but like didn't didn't accomplish that much. So I think it's like the boat. We were playing well and we we were having like some advantages that people didn't really study us or underestimate us. Got you. That makes sense. Because um, it did sort of seem like both. I actually really agree with you. I think that that is the right answer. You guys both played well, and there were certain times. There were a couple moments where it's like, all right, you guys get puck. Leo goes mid with it, and he gets a solo kill first blood. It's like, all right, this is a combination <laughs> of factors here. They should have banned the puck, and Leo's playing out of his mind. Holy shit, this is fun. Um, Speaking of playing well, uh, what about Earthspirit, man? Uh, do, do you play for a long time? Uh, like... How long have you been practicing it? And what was the difference, you know, playing 
uh, zero ping or spirit versus, I don't know, 80, 100 that you get on your NA screens? Uh, I think uh, I, I think that here I haven't played. Like if you if you see my data, my data, uh, I think it's Earth Spirit. I have like 1K games on Earth Spirit around mm -hmm. that. So I always like the hero and playing like in ping. That there is something you call the invisible rock in Spanish with Earth Spirit. So basically, you you use one rock for a roll and the kick. So, mm -hmm. uh, but you have to time the roll and the kick at the same time. So mm -hmm. the the stone fades away, but still like does the damage, you know. But yeah. so that's something I, I could never pull off on ping, or I'm not confident to do it on ping. Uh... But uh, I didn't realize I was doing it on the major because I was clicking too fast. But when I when I checked the replays, I was doing it without like even thinking about it. But I, mm. I didn't want to do it. But that's something like I could do in on zero ping, and I I couldn't like be confident to do it in one twenty ping because it's, it's it's that yeah. Damn. So, so how about this initiative to get more players actually playing on South America? I saw, I don't know if it was a Facebook post or a twit longer or whatever. I saw Fear engaging with it uh, on Twitter as well. H how's that going? Any opportunities to actually get some of this proper training on zero ping outside of LAN? Uh, I was surprised because there was like a lot of support from the community. But I believe that was a post for the, for the future. I don't think the players are ready right now for that kind of commitment to make the region better mm. and make it uh -huh. grow and, and improve it at the same time. But I will definitely work on it and try to make it happen as much as I want. All I, all I want is people that in my region to have the same conditions and same kind of training and opportunities to show off what they are made of, you know? And mm -hmm. it's gonna, I believe that's gonna, what I try to do uh, is gonna make the, the region grow and, and new players are gonna come out, you know? That's cool. Yeah, that's like, I, I like that you're, you're you're laying the foundation. You know, like this is the groundwork of guys. I get it. We're all busy now. We've got other stuff going on. But let's let's keep this in focus. Let's remember that we can start building up our region together. And if we can get some local games going, we're in the good stuff. Yeah. I love. Actually, it, I'm not sure if you know this, uh, Zayari. Uh, I'm not sure if you are familiar with Astini Moose. But way back in the day, he used to be the, the Midas club manager. Mm -hmm. He actually tried to do something similar. He, he just convinced all of the pro players to try and queue at the same time at like 6 p.m. every day. And I think for like two or three weeks, it kind of worked. And people were like playing a lot of uh, SA servers. But I think that has to be kind of like a cross-country uh, uh, idea, right? If you can actually get Peruvians and Brazilians to all queue at the same time in SA servers, yeah, maybe yeah. we could... Uh, get that going uh, i think that my post was mainly related to peru because there is two servers in, in south america so oh yeah yeah oh, yeah server and peru servers so i was talking like most like for my peruvian fellas my peruvian uh -huh. uh, the peruvian pro players i was talking to them gotcha. and i believe we have enough players i think the yeah we have enough players to make it happen but we, just, we are just not ready to to do it have you heard about this uh like new internet line from brazil to europe where supposedly in the pretty near future you'll be able to play from Brazil to Europe with like relatively good ping, like 80 or 90 or something. Have you heard about that? Any thoughts if that makes Brazil maybe a strategic location for training so you could actually scrim Europe if that's possible? 
I mean, that, that would be amazing. I didn't, I didn't hear about it, but that would be amazing because you can bootcamp in Brazil and scream. Yeah. Do you remember what it's called, that... Bowie, or what the? I... Yeah, I, I can actually Google it. Because Bowie so... first brought it up, and I immediately thought, yeah, that sounds way too good to be true, dude. Sounds awesome, <laughs> but let me know, like, what, 2025 or some shit. And apparently, <laughs> it's like been built. There's private access right now, and they're like getting all the structures set up so that they can open it to the public. And yeah, it's uh, the Ella Link. Ella. Ella, Ella with two L's. And uh, uh, yeah, apparently. It has currently the lowest latency uh, between Portugal and Brazil 60 ping. 60 ping from Brazil to Portugal. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, that's something. Pretty cool. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so maybe let's talk uh, Thunder Predator a little bit. Um, I, he I heard about this cool guy called Techie Senior 2.0. Bowie, are you familiar with this, this brilliant content creator? I heard of him, yes. I, I, I'm vaguely aware. Apparently, he is a content creator under the Thunder Predator label. Uh, and you guys did have to play against Techies in the Major. And I was curious if there was any any note exchange there, if Techies Senior 2.0 has helped you guys in the training against key Techies maneuvers. The infamous Techies Senior. Uh, he's pretty good at Techies. He's very annoying. That, that's why he's good. He has a unique style. But, you know, it kind of helped. Cause we, we play against him like a lot of times in the pubs. But we knew we knew Shinkyu played Techies, and he will probably gonna uh, go for it because I think the last game against PSLG didn't matter that much because we already yeah. like we were in the upper bracket, so we kind of knew he was going to pick Techies. Mm -hmm. But uh, you can say we had experience uh, against Techies thanks to Techies Senior. So. <laughs> That's good. I, I've I've heard Techies Senior has defeated the great Arteezy many times. That's just one one of his stripes as a, a Techies dominator. Yeah, he's, he's very annoying on pups. You, you don't want to play against him. <laughs> All right. Uh, I do have a question. So when we interviewed Leo Style, he, uh, he actually talked about you guys not having a coach before the major. And he said, like, uh, and also during the DPC League, uh, do you guys, after the, the sixth placement, do you think you could have done better with a coach? Are you guys actually looking for one? What's your relationship with, with that? Yeah, I'm... I know how a coach and having like a sixth opinion how can, can help a team. So we're going to keep looking for a coach, but we don't want to like settle until we find a, a good one, a good coach that mm. fits the team. But uh, I know it's hard because there's not much that, there's not many coaches out there. So especially like for, for the one we are looking for. Mm -hmm. But so like when one. you guys think of a coach, do what, what, what is exactly you're looking for? Like, do you want someone accomplished? That has like LAN experience, or do you want someone really high MMR? Is there like something? What uh, is the thing lacking that you cannot find? We, we want someone like uh, with a, experience, with experience that can help us like to to make us play play better, especially like. Mm. And, uh -huh. and we don't want we don't want like a life coach. We want a Dora coach, like a real uh, guy who knows uh, about Dora, you know. And I see. Uh, and, and as I said, like. I don't think anyone can do that, but I think anyone can have like a sixth opinion and and see the the things in a different perspective mm -hmm. that you don't oh. see because you're playing. Yeah, uh, I think that uh, anyone anyone that knows the game can do it, but the other part I don't think anyone can do it. But so we're kind of looking for both, and I can throw some names uh, in it, but you know <laughs> we're still on it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So so I need I need your perspective here on like the fact or crap spectrum. Okay. Uh, one thing that I've said a couple times, like 
you know, so, somebody on the team must be filling somewhat of a coach role. And maybe that's just like a shot caller in the moment or what have you. But um, is there ever a moment where it feels like because you don't have a coach who's outside of the booth watching that job is spread amongst some people within the team, you've got the coach in the booth with you. Is that true at all? Is there any truth to that statement or is that kind of just wishful thinking? Oh, say, say it again, please. I didn't get it. So like the, this idea, like um, you don't have a coach, right? So the, nope. the strategy that a coach would bring to a team, that responsibility is just distributed across some members of your five players, right? You guys are your own coaches. So does it ever yeah. feel like when you're in the booth, that could be an advantage for you guys because you can talk to your coach while you're playing. The other team, their coach is kicked out of the booth just watching. You know, does that make sense at all? Is that too yeah, meta? Yeah, that, that makes sense. <laughs> I, I mean, it's, it's not it's not like that, but uh, I, I think we're like uh, who who does this part in the team is, is me and Wu. We we try uh, like to to coach the team at the same the time. Support. I mean, it's not, it's not coaching, but it's like uh, the one who 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 is trying to to. To, to make the team improve, you know, mm -hmm. like uh -huh. uh, I know it's kind of hard to explain, but uh, I was a coach before I was coaching Viscos before Thunder Predator, but oh. uh, I didn't really have any experience as a coach. Uh, all, all my my coach experience was from my my the coach I had in Jason, which was Demon. Mm. Uh, all, all I learned from coaching was for him. And I was trying to do that on Viscos. Uh, it, it's it's kind of new in SA. So I kind of have a, I kind of have like a, a I had an idea of how what, what a coach should do. Yeah. And and that's what I'm like trying to to that's awesome. uh, to do on my team, you know. Yeah, uh -huh. absolutely. So and, and you are you're the drafter, correct? Well, what's the drafting like? Is it more of a, a team dynamic? Is it mostly you? How is is it Wu doing some of the drafting? How's it go? So it's it's basically like a talk between me and Wu. And we, when we like wanna add a hero and talk about a hero, let's say, uh, Leo, this hero, this enemy mid laner plays this hero. What hero do you do you think you can play to beat him? You know, and he just throws some ideas, and 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 with those ideas, we fit some heroes that the other players play. You know, and but it's basically who who make this part of the thing is between me and we, we we talk and talk and talk and talk until we make a good plan before the game. Gotcha. That sounds pretty good. It's, it's working for you. So um, and it was interesting. I interviewed Sunby a couple of weeks ago, and he mentioned that he didn't feel like it was that big of a disadvantage to not have a coach. He said for some teams, it's like, yeah, sure. If you can find the ideal coach, that's a perfect match for you. Awesome. But a bad coach can really weigh you down. So there's a sweet spot in the middle where if you're still looking, you, you don't want to force it. And it was interesting to hear him say that before the major and then see you guys also make that run, kind of reaffirm that. Um, true. Yeah, more isn't always better if it's not a helpful voice, right? That's, that's true. Yeah. Huh. So how's about Thunder Predator? How's uh, team environment? We talked to Leo about this a little bit, but are you in the team house or are you living on your own? What's the structure like coming into this next season? Uh, we're going to start boot camping, boot camping from Monday. Uh, oh. Right now I'm, I, I'm at, I'm at uh, my house. Everyone is just relaxing and like having some rest before the real thing begins. So uh, yeah, we, we're a we're a very energetic team. Energetic. Oh. Yeah, Leo <laughs> keeps the the energy high with his jokes. Uh, every everyone is a joker actually in the team. Like, it feels good to play with this team. These people are 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 good guys, and there are some people that I trust, and we all want to play together and keep riding and get better. 
That's they, awesome. they they make my my job easier as a, as a captain, you know. It's yeah. Uh-huh. I, I I love this team. So you're telling me Frank's oh. a jokester too? Yeah, everyone is a jokester. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Good. I mean, Leo definitely looks like a jokester. He the time he was with us, he like he's so upbeat all the time. He yeah. he looks like a really good guy to share, you know, twelve hours of your day if you're playing. He Dota. plays like it too. He plays a very like upbeat kind of. Oh, yeah. I'm here for the kill. All right, see you later. Like I, I feel like that upbeat mentality translates to the kind of heroes he likes. You know, these pucks that can jump all over the place. Yeah, oh. that's true. He he's a very mobile player. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I have a question about JSTORM and uh, Business Associates uh, when you used to play with them. So there was was there anything you liked about playing with uh, in NA and with NA players? Do you think uh, it was a good learning experience for you? Uh, anything you have to say about that time period? JSTORM was by far the most I learned in a team. So oh. I was like this new guy coming to a team with big names like Fear, Mu, demon so my, my my mindset back then in that team was like to learn the most i can from these guys of course oh. also to win mm-hmm. you know but i was like paying attention to all what they they were saying and i and i improved a lot there they gave me a lot of confidence to further experience so shout out to to fear that these guys be also demon and all the guys in the team you know brags nine uh, uh-huh. I, I had a, a really i had a really nice time there yeah what about the uh, the lingering DPC points? I, I did an interview with Brax recently, and he kind of just said, you know, there's some things, Zayori, you just have to let go and stop thinking about. Um, <laughs> and fair enough if you just want to double down on that answer, because maybe there isn't much to add. But I, as, as like a third-party spectator, I felt so bad for you guys that were in that specific situation uh-huh. of having some points in that season, not necessarily knowing where they were going to go, if they were going to do anything, if you should stay on the team, if you should leave the team. it Being in limbo just sucks, you know? And it sucks if they say, okay, these points don't matter, we're throwing them away, but at least you know that you can move on. And it sucks waiting around for nothing to happen. Um, I, just, I feel bad for you, man. That's a rough rough situation. Yeah, we were like uh, on, on the making to TI. We had some pretty good times, good points. But you know, that's that's life sometimes. So I, I had to all this COVID happened and and I I I knew I was gonna come back to my region one day with all the experience and all the all the uh things I was learning, but I didn't expect it to be that fast. Uh, I knew I wanted to lead uh, a team one day, like in SA. But you know, uh, here we are. So the plans yeah. are gonna rush a little bit. It all comes full circle, I guess. And uh, I don't know. Good on you guys for how. Ha- I guess that's that's being a Dota player, right? It's a psychological game, both when you're playing the game and uh, just trying to operate as a professional player. So that resilience is just a valuable skill, uh, you know, not to tilt when things don't go your way, no matter what. So, fucking good uh-huh. on you, man. You're stronger than I am yeah. because I'd still be screaming up a storm <laughs> about it on Twitter. So I, I respect <laughs> the hell out of that for real. Yes. You uh-huh. gotta you gotta move off, move move on sometimes in life. So. Yeah, yeah, that's good yeah. advice. Speaking uh, uh, of SA, since you were talking about leading an SA team, uh, have you know things changed or improved uh, since the DPC league? Do you think uh, you know now the salary that you get from being in the DPC uh, is helping? I, I know you guys already got salaries before, but maybe like your friends from Division Two, do you think that uh, everyone is feeling you know more pumped and hyped about actually? Uh, playing Dota as a professional now? 
Yeah, I mean, I wish this existed like four years ago. I would have uh -huh. my, my career like way sooner because uh, yep. usually like the main problem here is people, guys don't have the support from their parents because there's no money involved and they think that you're just losing your time. But it changed drastically for people that are in the DPC, especially the lower division. Uh, so now, now people are like more open to this idea and they just go for it because money it's involved, you know. Before you had to go through like three qualifiers to go to a mayor, you have to compete against NASA and then yeah. you, you're going to gain some money. Before you, you, you wouldn't gain anything. So now it's like more viable to be like a pro player in SA and, mm -hmm. and that's kind of like uh, good for the region and for everyone, I guess. Yeah, uh -huh. it's like for SA in particular, this is the most guaranteed money that we've we've like ever had by far because the the first step was just having guaranteed qualifiers, so it's like a little bit of guaranteed representation, but not really guaranteed money in South America. And now with the league, it's like you got 16 teams that get guaranteed USD for playing 6 months out of the year in these intervals. That are 6 weeks rather. Um that's that's pretty cool. Like, and the dollar goes pretty far in South America. So I, I feel like that's a that's got to add some stability to the the region, just in terms yeah. of general ecosystem. It's 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 quite a lot actually for like uh, if you see the lower division like prize pool, it's it's quite a lot for like beginners, you know. So uh, I I believe they are uh, super motivated and they they just gonna keep doing this. Yeah. So we're gonna like have a lot of players coming out. I believe all yeah. all all is coming up. No, that's awesome. Um, and do you feel like Dota is growing in Peru, like relative to other esports or like League of Legends and some of the, some of the other things that gamers could be uh, distracted by? Is Dota still going strong for this like next generation of young and up and comers? Uh, Dota is the the king game in Peru, I believe. I think that there's a reason for that because when I was like 12 years old, there was like a LAN cafe in, in every like corner of, of of our house, and the only game they had there or the popular one was Dota One. So do you see every kid who was playing like Dora One? And yeah, uh, that, that that is the generation that is ruling right now, you say. Like these kids that play in the in the in the land office. Mm -hmm. So I think that's why Dora is number one in, in Peru. And I don't have numbers, but I'm sure it's the number one. Interesting. That's good to hear. It's definitely not number one in North America. So at least in <laughs> South America we can trust. I mean, you guys are carrying the region, dude. That's for sure. Uh, but, you know, uh, I want to talk about the patch, too. Uh, do you have any thoughts on the new hero? But I guess uh, a follow-up question is, what do you think of the changes? Were you expecting a patch that was this big and, like, those map changes this close to TI? Because usually we get that patch at the start of, uh, you know, at, right after TI. So I wanted to hear what you think about that. Yeah, I, I think the, we were expecting like a, a big patch. Hmm. I, I I was playing a lot of pubs uh, uh, recently, and I, I like the patch. I, I like it. I think they they made the game faster. Like all these map changes and the runes, like every two minutes uh, for the first like four minutes and then three minutes. Yeah. It make it make it make the game like half a faster tempo, which which I love. You know. Uh -huh. As a position yeah. four, I'm sure you do. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> Yeah, is those free yeah. water runes waiting for you all the time? I mean, it's 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 gonna be mostly for the mid laners. I don't think it's gonna be for the force, but still, you know, after that, uh, it get, it makes the game uh, faster. And oh. about the new hero, I, I I didn't really touch it, and I I, I won't touch it until uh, it's added to the captain's mode. So. I, what about uh, uh, what about hoodwink though? 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I gotta I gotta I gotta have my 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 look to the hero because I I never play, play it. Actually. <laughs> yeah, but oh. I, I think it has a lot of potential as a mid laner. Yeah. But I'm not, I'm not sure if if it's strong enough for teams to pick it. But we will see. Uh, I definitely like saw it on pops a lot, but I never touched the hero actually. But I'm gonna I'm gonna have to because now it's on capture mode, you know. Yeah, it's a real threat now. Be interesting to see if she actually gets some gameplay. Uh, a lot of folks have sort of described her as discount wind ranger in, in a lot of a lot of regards. So we'll see. I don't know. Um, well, one of the other things I was curious about, uh, you mentioned the team, a bunch of jokesters, right? And any thoughts about Thunder Predator doing some behind-the-scenes content? I noticed that Beast Coast has been slaying it, doing all sorts of, you know, team house videos. What are we going to get to see behind the, the veil for Thunder Predator? I want to hear the yokes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was going to be a banger because these guys are, are really funny, but I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have a date. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, some with COVID, like if you already don't have the all the structure to film things, it might be a little hard to to yeah. get going, right? Because I assume they already have the guy that films the the Skulls crew already in house. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Uh, food for thought for the future, I guess, because we're all hungry for it. Uh, at least by we, I mean the English speaking audience that don't get to see so much it's hard to find content in south america it's scattered about all these different facebook pages then everybody reshares stuff and i've noticed that really you know that you've made it when you're making south american dota content when it just gets ripped off and re-uploaded by everybody and that's how the word spreads when you actually have breaking news it I, i'm not gonna lie man it's a little peculiar you, you guys really need like a, a a reddit for for dota in spanish and portuguese because i can't I can't find stuff on Facebook. I really don't know what's going on unless yeah. Bowie or someone else like links it to me directly and brings it to my attention. It's it's fucking hard, man. It's it's a challenge. Yeah, it is. It is because we don't use Reddit at all, and we don't use Twitter, Twitter at all. Like everyone mm -hmm. uses Facebook here, so it's all on Facebook and YouTube. If you you wanna find some content, it's gonna be there. Uh, I guess that's that's why it's hard for like other uh, people that are not from Peru or Brazil. To find mm -hmm. some content because it's but even it's all Facebook, about like it's so hard to search content, right? It's not like Reddit where you it feels like it's easier to find things. Uh, yeah, it's because you don't know what to look, right? It's like you, yeah, you go to Facebook and you see you say like uh, what now, you know? But that's the the that's the point. Yeah, absolutely. Um, last thing up here, any thoughts about the upcoming season? I think your first match is uh, in week one on Friday against Infamous. Um, any complaints about the format or, or issues from last season you want to get off your chest? Anything, any uh, words of fear you want to throw out there to in, you know, in, intimidate the upcoming opponents here? Uh, floor is yours, my friend. Uh, I complain. I, I guess like... They literally copy pasted the the last like uh, uh, how do I say this like a schedule? Yeah. Like the same teams uh -huh. are competing against the same teams. It's literally a copy paste. So I think it should be like a, I don't know like a, a uh, randomized. Yeah, it should be randomized around. for sure. Yeah. I don't think that's that's fair or like like uh, I just don't think that's fair. That's my only complaint uh, about that. And also the the games are like uh, well, the the league is way too long. I, I guess people say said that a lot, but I'm going to throw it out there. Yeah. It's a lot of time for you guys as players to play relatively few matches, given that there's no other tournaments on. It's like literally a, a, was it a one and a half series a week for six weeks, something like that. Not even. Yeah. Seven series in six weeks. 
it's very it's very long and and for my enemies i have to say like i'm coming for you bro ah. we're hungry i like it um and yeah bowie we're gonna have to do our power rankings uh, and commit them to twitter again and see how we fare oh. Uh, especially yeah. compared to last time. couple of roster changes as well. Uh, excited to see Mr. Jeans on Hokori. That should make that squad pretty interesting to watch. Uh, and I think Infamous, they, did they have a little change as well? That's Faker. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, okay. That's who replaced Mr. Jeans. Very cool. Exciting stuff. Bowie, uh, you got anything else for Moose before we uh, let him get out of here? I actually do. So... You guys, I mean, you guys ended up second place in the first EPC league, but you showed a lot of uh, great Dota 2 in Singapore. Do you guys think you can actually snatch top one this time? How how do you think your team fares against Beast Coast? We definitely like gonna respect them, but we're gonna like play uh, good Dota. Uh, I oh. believe we are uh, we are growing as a team, and we wanna like show that. But we we definitely want to. To go as a first, uh, as first to go first place this this season, so we are looking for that. We we are just hungry to to win and hungry to to go more. I'm gonna put you in my top one. All right, I'm convinced with your answer. Oh. You're actually gonna be my top one in the power rankings. Yeah, and uh, you guys will have a couple of trials before you face Beast Coast. Uh, you play uh -huh. inf uh, in Infamous, then Unknown, then SG, and then in week three, we get the Beast Coast versus Thunder Predator. So that's two weeks, four days away before the big hyped, uh, what, what, what some people are starting to call the South American El Clasico here. So maybe oh, we yeah. can get a nice uh, org rivalry going, Beast Coast versus Thunder Predator. Add to the hype, get those extra eyeballs. I am excited to see if the viewership grows as well. I know we had basically record-breaking numbers for the Spanish and Portuguese streams. English was about where we expected. We had a couple big days, but outside of that, relatively low average viewership for English. Excited to see if uh, your guys' run at the major has a, a tangible effect on the viewership. I'm pretty optimistic. I think people are, are going to be a little more excited to tune into South America now, especially when they see Thunder Predator in the title. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean everything. I, I think everything is strong now. In say everyone is super competitive. So uh, we're gonna take uh, game by game, you know. But yeah. we're just oh, yeah. gonna stay humble and and gonna uh, try hard. Hell yeah! Stay uh, stay That's researched and stay hydrated. That's the best advice I got for you, uh, Moose. Thank you so much. Hit us with the plugs, dude. Where can people find you? Are you streaming on Twitch at all? Are you tweeting up a storm? Where can people stay on the pulse of everything in the world of Moose? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. Uh, I guess it's Moose Dora, and on Instagram too, Moose uh, dot, dot dot Moose, something like that. All right, very good. I'm sure Google will uh, help them out. Uh, Bowie, any parting words for this week? Uh, we got DPC starting tomorrow. Anything else you want to throw out there, bud? I think I'm good, dude. I'm just excited. Just excited. There you have it, folks. Well, we'll see you on Dota Pit again for South American Dota Season 2 DPC. It's been a pleasure talking to you, Moose. Best of luck in the upcoming league. We'll see the rest of y'all on broadcast. Bye-bye. <laughs>